basically mentoring other moms and showing them how to do what I was doing. And that's kind of what started this whole journey that I've been on in helping other moms get outdoors with their kids in community or even for their own self-care. And it's just been absolutely amazing to be on this journey and to see all of this unfold for other for other moms too. Welcome. Welcome to the Insightful Adventuring Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Webster, and I'm so excited to have you here today listening to this great interview with Claudine. Before we get into the interview, I just wanted to share a couple things that are new for me that you might be interested in. There is an Insightful Adventuring YouTube channel um, where I talk a little bit more about some of the aspects of being a full-time traveler and also share some of the hikes that I go on and some of the bigger pieces that go into being a full-time digital nomad. And so definitely check that out. Again, it's got the same name, Insightful Adventuring, and we'd love to have you come and check that out. If you like what you see, subscribe so you can know when new videos come up. And I also share some of the live videos from the podcast interviews, so you can see those as well. Also, I'm going to be putting together a new program for people that are interested in traveling. So if you are a solo woman or a single woman who is looking to travel, whether it be part-time or full-time, and just want to start getting some of the details figured out and what that might look like, whether it be you're planning a trip across the country and you're looking to figure out, okay, what are the materials and things that I need? in my car or my truck or my van, or you're trying to plan a hike and you're trying to figure those pieces out. Whatever that is, I'm going to be putting together some materials to offer people to help make that experience happen for you. I know sometimes it can be an ex a scary experience to start thinking about traveling on your own. And so you might be thinking about safety as well, and I will go into that too but it is possible and it's so amazing. Sometimes people ask me all um, about whether it's lonely. We go into that and what that looks like in different ways you can help ease that moment where you might feel like you're gonna feel lonely and what that might look like for you. So definitely keep an eye out for that. If you're interested in that, send me a message, um, whether it be through my email or through social media, just to say that you're interested and you want to get on the wait list for that. And I will put all those links in the show notes. So without further ado, here is the interview with Claudine. Well, welcome Claudine to the Insightful Adventuring Podcast. How are you today? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. It's so great to have you here, and especially with such a cool topic of talking about nature and and what you've been doing recently with getting women outdoors, but also women and children. Uh, I know it's been a passion of mine since I'm an early childhood educator at heart, and now that I'm a full-time nomad and traveling and trying to get out in nature every day, it's just it's amazing how powerful it can be to, and also to experience it through the children's eyes and experiences. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you got to where you are today 
and um, then we'll go from there. Yes, sounds great. I love that you mentioned seeing it through the children's eyes, because I have to say that is something that really inspired me and drew me to do what I do. Um, You know, I grew up outdoors, you know, I camped as a kid, I was at the beach, I would hang out in the forest down the block. Um, But you know, when I had kids, it was, it's like it was re-sparked in me to see my children enjoy nature in that way. And essentially, that's kind of what happened. I saw how getting my my oldest, I have three kids, they're 12, 10, and almost four in a few days. And, you know, when my first baby was born, I just saw a difference when we went to this class outdoors and the interaction and the confidence and everything that happened. I was like, wow, what is this? And I just started diving into that. And we just loved being outdoors in this class together. And it started really to pique my interest in understanding more about education. And I, you know, she was like two at that point. So like we weren't thinking school at that point, but it, it helped me kind of guide me into, I'm now in a homeschooler and, and finding the, the journey that we kind of wanted. When we moved from Brooklyn, New York City, that's where we were living, to New Jersey, I was very overwhelmed with like, oh my goodness, I just moved from like the biggest city ever to the suburbs. What am I going to do? How am I going to find people? And I just was, well, we like to be outside. So I'm just going to see if anyone else wants to do that and just invited people to get outdoors with us. And to my surprise, 30 families showed up. It was absolutely, a. I still remember this day, like it was yesterday. This was eight years ago. There were kids running around in puddles and running through the field and just so free and happy. And all of the parents I kept hearing, this is great. I love this thing so much for inviting us. Can you do it on this day? Could you also do it on this day? And I realized everyone wanted to be outdoors, but they might not have known how to be there or get there. And they needed an invitation. And so I just was like, well, I want all of you to experience this, but I can only do so much. So I started basically mentoring other moms and showing them how to do what I was doing. And that's kind of what started this whole journey that I've been on in helping other moms get outdoors with their kids in community or even for their own self-care. And it's just been absolutely amazing to be on this journey and to see all of this unfold for other for other moms too. So I, I wrote two words down, invitation and community. So I love that you talked about both of those pieces because I think a lot of times women especially have a hard time. They don't always know that they belong outdoors right um because of maybe conditioning as they were growing up and and also sometimes it can be scary to get outside of what will that look like am i safe and having that community of bringing together and then also it's this connection between the children the moms who are trying to figure out parenthood um uh, and then having the support of nature around them to kind of bring it together where we are our most, we are supposed to be out in nature, right? That is where we're supposed to be. Um, And it takes a long time to get back to that, to be like, oh, this is actually a safe space for us to figure out who we are and how we are as a community. And then I love that piece of saying like, they, they thank you for that invitation, because I think it's hard sometimes for somebody to be like, 
to give themselves the okay to even go outside, but you gave them a reason and also gave them a kind of a feeling of belonging. Yes. It's amazing what that invitation can do and how it can break through some of the things that hold us back Mm -hmm. from enjoying something so magical with our children. And that's why I love that you said like observing. I absolutely get so much joy from just observing how much the children can teach us Yes, and letting go and being free. And there's something about number one, having that invitation that allows you to feel comfortable as you're saying to show up along with the fact that you now feel the the commitment, not only to yourself, but now you're committed to other people. And I feel like we really thrive on that because as humans, we're really meant to be together, right? It's not, that's really where we need to be. So when you create that invitation and you bring other people, you're not alone, you're together, you're figuring it out together. And I just, it's so wonderful to have the kids show us exactly how you can just let go of so much of what society has brought to us these days of structure and busyness and all of that. And finding that balance is what I really um, want to bring across too, is that it's not like you need to be outdoors every day or all the time, which I am because I enjoy that. However, it's better to find a balance in what works in your lifestyle. And it could even just be, I step outside and we eat breakfast outside. We have our lunch outside, right? You're just slowly taking those steps into a more consistent time outdoors than where maybe you're meeting a group outdoors in a forest or in a field and doing something like that together and exploring. Yeah, it's so true. I think sometimes people feel like, they have to get out into a nature trail or something like that versus being like on your lunch break, being able to step outside. Yes, like take your coffee for a walk. Right? (laughs) Oh, I love it. Take your coffee for a walk. That's great. Well, and going back to the watching children, I think there's something so, we always talk about wanting to become present. Mm -hmm. And if you watch children, when they find that caterpillar crawling on the ground, or a flower or this really bright colored mushroom or one of those things. And they all of a sudden are just, that is their world. Yes. And how cool would it be if like, we could all like, a lot of times people are always so focused on teaching children. Mm -hmm. We can step back and say, what can they teach us? They bring so much to the table. And I have learned so much because of that for being an observer and being present in their world. And it's really fun when I, um, I actually have a group that's starting this week. I'm super excited about, um, and we're, we're doing nature art in the morning lunch, and then we're going on a hike. And I love it when kids are like, Oh, where are we going? What are we doing when we're getting ready to go on these hikes? And I'm like, show me the way, tell me which way you want to go. And I'll follow. And the look on their face of like, wow, the empowerment of like, I get to lead you. Like I get to show you the way. And I'm like, yeah, let's go see what we can find and walking with them together and giving them that independence and that confidence. And then when they ask a question, I've learned so many things by like just researching stuff that my kids have found. You know, I figured out what caterpillars are poisonous. (laughs) Um, Sassafras trees are one of the first trees I learned to identify because we have a lot of them 
here, but also my kids were fascinated by the leaves, the three different kinds of leaves. So I think there's like so much we can get from really taking the lead away from ourselves and letting the children show us what they see because seeing things through their eyes is like nothing else. Yes. So I grew up in Rhode Island, not too far from where you are. Um, and sassafras trees grew right in the front where we would wait for the school bus right in front yeah. of our yard. And one of the things my brother and I were so fascinated with was the smell of the roots Mm-hmm. and digging them up and smelling the root beer smell. And it was just like that little piece, like that's a memory that will always stay with me of just it. And even talking about it brings it back. Right. And it's brings like, back that smell, like our senses are so strong with memory and they bring back that childhood nature. And I think that's so one of the things that I loved about when I used to work with children is being able to bring back who it almost pulled me back to my own childhood. Yes. And brought me back to kind of like, oh, what was my purpose then? Like, what were the things that I love to do to help that that helped me shape who I am now? Absolutely. And yeah. so do you find that because you work with children and their parents and uh, mostly, I'm, is it mostly women that you... Mostly moms. Yep. Mostly moms. So do you find that you see transformation in the moms as well as they go through the program? Absolutely. Yes. And in the transformations are, it's like, I get goosebumps just thinking about like how lives can just be changed by nature and being feeling confident because if they show up to my group and I'm there and I'm letting my kids lead me, they feel confident in letting their kids lead too and letting go of having to say what they have to do and where they have to go and where, right? It just, it's that freeing moment. And then the children can explore together and the moms, we can talk and connect and we can connect on so many different things and learn from each other and let the kids have that space. And this amazing thing about being outdoors is there's no walls. So the kids are not too loud. You can hear your conversation. You're going to get interrupted no matter where you are. But a lot of times it's less because they're so focused on the mud or the puddle or the path or all the things that they're finding or building a shelter, right? All these things that they get so immersed in. So it's not just about being there, being like with connected with nature, you're connecting with each other. And then you connect with your kids differently because of the experience you both had during this time being outdoors. It's so fun to watch parents kind of evolve into the, it's again, it's an invitation to let go. Yeah, for sure. And I think what's so neat about what you just said, I wrote lives can be transformed by nature, but one of the things I think that is so powerful um, when people start doing this kind of work, and you're probably seeing this as well, is that we're not separate from nature. Right. It's like we are nature. And when we get out there in it, our everything kind of can shed from like the typical and you can start to see the similarities in each other and be like, I'm not alone in this. Not alone at all. Absolutely. And there's there's the thing is there's so much connection that can happen. And I know it it might sound cliche or whatever, but 
it's just true. It's there's something about like, there's a reason why when you come outdoors, especially when you're with others, you go on a hike or you just sit in, you sit in the field and have lunch together and let the kids run around and and explore. There is a reason why you feel differently when you leave than when you showed up. You could have a really rough morning because, you know, motherhood, parenthood, kids getting out the door, doesn't matter where you're taking them, can be where they absolutely want to go. It can still be challenging. But if you just get there, I find when we spend that time in nature, it is always worth it, always worth it. And to the point now where, you know, my, my oldest is now 12 and a half. We've been doing this for over a decade now together and now with siblings and she she loves being out in nature and my 12 and 10 year old if they're having a hard time or if they're frustrated with each other they will literally leave the house one out the back door one out the front door they have their own trees they go outside they sit they ground themselves they connect they pull themselves together and then they come back calm and ready to talk it out and you know, that is a powerful thing to know at 12 and 10. That is so powerful to know that I can step away from this, go connect outside, relax, and come back ready to be able to talk in a very meaningful and constructive way. And that they have the okay from you to do it. Absolutely. Right? And I, my family was the same way. I used to have a tree that I used to climb that was a little further away from home. And then once I got became more of a teenager, I wanted to be on the phone. And so <laughs> cordless phones had just come out. So I could like, it. there was a certain distance you could go, right? Back yeah. It wasn't like cell phones where you can go anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, so you had to go, I had to go a certain distance. So there was a tree closer to home that I would climb as my space to go connect with another individual, but also to get out of the house to yeah. you said ground but knowing that I had the there was never a question of whether I could climb any tree that I could climb and they like you've given them that understanding of what's safe what's not and they've also figured out the risk it's like those playgrounds in other countries that like kids are creating fires and kids are like yeah. right it's like they figure out risk which means that the, the children that are within your groups are, grow, are growing up to know that, which will probably be that they'll be less fearful of being Absolutely. outside later on. I mean, that is the hope, right? Is like when you're, when you're able to experience things and it's not an unknown anymore, the fear can go away, right? Because a lot of times that's just what fear is, is your body just doesn't know. So it's protecting itself. So when you give them more and more opportunities, especially when they're younger and to test their limits and what they're able to, and maybe this spring, they can't climb that tree, but by fall, they're taller and they can climb that tree and giving them the ability to do that. And just to know their surroundings. Like when you're out in nature, it's important to know your surroundings. Is there poison? What are your risks, right? Wait, what kind of things are in your, in your outdoor nature space that could be a risk and how do you identify it and how do you keep yourself safe you know we talk about what to do if we come across wildlife how to identify poison ivy and how to avoid you know having ticks and all of those things and then how what to do if it does happen so talking about all those things makes it normalized that risks happen every day it's just about knowledge and understanding how to how to kind of deal with it not to avoid it at all costs right right that's so and it's so powerful when they can then say, I know what this is. 
and it gives them ownership over it, right? Like you said, it empowers them. It does. And then when they grow up doing this, so my oldest, you know, she was two, she's now 12, almost 13. And we are multi-age groups. She teaches the younger kids. She teaches them all the things she's learned over the last 10 years. She teaches my three, almost four-year-old. She teaches him. I listen to what she's saying and she's telling him all the things she's learned throughout the years. So that's giving her the experience from starting out and being empowered to ask questions and figure things out and be out in nature to understanding and having the knowledge to having the confidence to be a leader to her peers and to other kids who are coming in and she supports them in having that freedom too of like let's go climb this tree or you want to go that way it's amazing to just watch how kids can grow and then they support each other and that peer support for kids it's so important and so I'm such a big um, advocate for multi-age groups you know our group that's starting tomorrow is aged we have infants to 12, almost 13 years old. Like it's a big age range, but it's just so wonderful to watch how each and every age group is going to participate in a different way that works for them. Well, and it gets it back to the that tribal type of experience, right? Where it's everybody comes together. I know when I was growing up, we had the neighborhood kids. And we yes. were all different ages. And my mom, my family, my parents never worried about me being outside because there were always older kids. And then there were younger kids that I was support, right? So everybody's supporting each other. So do you find that sometimes the children are also the ones that are helping the moms feel more comfortable in nature? I think so too. Yes. Because the confidence, the kids have that confidence and look, there's moms that come and they are already like, good, no problem. I'm here. Let my kids run. And then there's moms like, is this okay? Like, what should I do about this? And, and that's great. Like ask the questions, figure out what makes you comfortable. And we're all allowed to have our own comfort zones too. And just respecting that and that we can all be different. It doesn't make it wrong. Right. And, but it also does support you in maybe stretching a little bit, I've seen moms come where they're they're afraid to even let their kid near the water, right? And we find these really great safe spots with the water. Now my kids have been in that water. They know where every deep spot is. We know exactly we know all the things about this water spot. And it's very friendly to toddlers and older kids, but I've seen moms come where they don't want the kid getting wet at all. Mm. And then a few weeks in, that kid's soaking wet and that mom has extra clothes ready. Yeah. And I love seeing that because it just allows them to let go. And then that kid is like, just get dirty. The dirtier you are, the better the day, right? Like explore, do all the things, the sensory, you know, figuring out how water works. They've built dams. They've built rivers. They've seen how things float. They played, will it float? All of these things, just not because I told them to, right? because they were in the environment and they were curious. Yeah. That's so powerful. And it must be nice because for women who are more sensitive to getting out in nature, it's probably easier for them to let go a little bit more with their child first before they let go with themselves. So Mm -hmm. do you have some, maybe two or three tips for women who are starting their ideas of maybe getting out more, but they are hesitant or they're not quite sure how or what to do. Do you have any tips that are helpful that might be good for the women out there that are trying to take that first step or maybe they've been out there, but they're still hesitant? Yeah. And I would say, first off, 
acknowledge your hesitance and like what's holding you back mm. and acknowledge it. Don't ignore it because that's something to really understand. Right. But don't let it control what you're going to do and take the step that you're ready for. So if getting out and going on a two hour hike with your kids does not feel like you're going to be so excited and charged to go, don't do that right? Maybe that's a goal, but let's start with what feels really good for you to do. Is it literally taking breakfast and sitting outside in your yard or in a local, um, you know, in a local green space area or on your porch or on your patio, whatever space it is that you can literally take your plate and step outside and go and eat. Is that something you can do? Because I'll tell you right now, when the kids make a mess, leaving the mess behind for whatever birds want to come by. It's so much easier to clean up and everyone's just happier. They eat outside, they come in. It's like everyone had some fresh air and then the day goes, right? Um, if that feels overwhelming, then why don't you just take that break and go for a walk around the block or down the block, figure out what really feels super comfortable for you and try to do that once a week. And I guarantee when you commit to doing that once a week, you're going to be like, oh, I could do this twice a week for sure. And it becomes easier and easier and easier. And then you're going to want to do something else because that becomes normal. Once you start normalizing these things, it becomes easier to do more because you're taking out that fear aspect of ah, the unknown. How is this going to go? Right. So I usually talk to my clients about like, let's figure out what feels really comfortable right now so that you can have a really good win before we go for that big goal. And I love watching them get through that transformation of allowing themselves to start with what feels comfortable. We don't always have to stretch in order to succeed. Yes. And I love that. It's so beautiful that you said to acknowledge the hesitancy. I wrote that down because I was like, I need to refer back to that for sure, because it's such a beautiful thought because so many people will say, oh, just disregard that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things... I love to talk about with clients and through this podcast is the idea around what your intuition is saying, right? There's a reason there's a hesitancy and being able to acknowledge it, not let it say you're not going to reach for a goal, but acknowledging that it's okay to have those feelings. Acknowledging it does not mean it's going to hold you back. Mm -hmm. You're Affecting the fact that you're having that feeling and it's there for a reason. So see what it is, figure out why and allow yourself to then move past it. But then you've actually been able to see what that is about yourself. And then it'll help you grow towards your goal even stronger. And that's one of the things that I really like to empower women with, because there's so much from our past and our childhood and being as women, there's so much right? So those, those intuitions, we need to listen to them, right? If I didn't listen to what I was hearing when my daughter was so engulfed into that outdoor class, right? It was so new to me. If I didn't listen to all those little steps, I wouldn't be here empowering and inspiring other women to get outdoors. And I, it's like, I love it. I love what I do because I absolutely get so much joy when somebody tells me that they got outdoors more and families are getting outdoors more. So listen to those things that are kind of holding you back, but know that they don't have to hold you back. Yeah. I saw this great thing. I think I was on Facebook for like a woman hiker that I follow and, and 
somebody had asked her about how do you do it when you're scared? Like, how do you overcome being scared? And she wrote back or in the video said, it's not that I overcame being scared. I just went through, I got through the Mm -hmm. fear and did it anyway. When you recognize that fear, it's easier to heal and push through it and get past to the other side. And the other side is usually always worth it. Yeah. And there's a big difference between feeling that feeling of that gut feeling of this isn't what I'm supposed to do. This is wrong or not, or I'm safe versus I'm scared because I've never done it before. And I don't know what this means, but there's a little bit of excitement at the same time. And so that's like, it's like that balance of, and as P I think as women too are tuning into that intuition more and what that means, it's like, it can be confusing for a while. So I I love that you're talking about really dissect, like really getting into that feeling. Yeah. And that's like something I love to talk about with people when they're like, well, I'm not sure about this. I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. Let's dissect it and see what you are unsure about. Let me give you some of the knowledge I have. Let's find the knowledge you need to satisfy that concern, right? You're feeling that instinct because there's a reason. So Mm -hmm. let's satisfy those questions. It's almost like there are questions buried underneath. So let's figure out what those questions are and get the answers so that you can then figure out what's next, right? right? And then starting and starting small is something else. I feel like people are not encouraged. We're encouraged to do big things and do the big goal. And I'm like, well, you can't get to the big goal without the steps before. You can't climb the mountain without starting at the bottom. So it's okay if stepping outside and sitting on your porch for 15 minutes is what you're doing right now, because that is a lot more than you were if you weren't getting outdoors at all. So let's like allow this to be normalized where we are allowing those first steps to actually happen. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that's a struggle with social media is they see people doing big things. Mm-hmm. And they don't see, and I've talked a little bit with my clients about this. Like I didn't just become a nomad overnight. It might feel that way. It's like there were many steps. They, I, it was able to happen quickly for me, but it was, there were many steps, including selling my house and almost everything. Oh, yeah. it's really like breaking it down and same with like, being able to finish a hike or finishing, you see people finishing marathons or mm-hmm. any of those kind of things. I think social media makes it tricky because you see the people making those big jumps and they're like, I couldn't. And I think, especially for women, if they feel like they've failed a lot in the past, which I think is every right. woman yes. um, feel like, oh, I could never get there. Versus knowing that there's all these steps. To- all these steps. And it's something I really try hard to be transparent about too. And in allowing people to see like, yes, you know, some of the things I love to do, I love to hike. I love to be in the forest with my kids. I love to surf. You know what? It's taken me six years to be able to surf independently. Six years. And I say it over and over and I let people know I didn't just jump on a surfboard and start surfing. Right? So it's important that people know like, hey, there are some days where I just all I can do that day is just get out and sit on my steps. And that's what I'm doing. And that's okay. I'm still outside and I'm still doing it. And I, and I, I just don't want to bring more pressure into mom's lives. 
Yeah. Like my, my focus is I want to simplify it for you. I want to encourage you and I want to support you in exactly where you are. And I want to bring that confidence because every step of the way, as you build that confidence, you can do anything else that you want to do. And if, look, if you just want to be able to walk around the block and that's your goal, absolutely go for it. Yep. Well, and it's so beautiful that you bring the community together too. So when you're doing more of those group sessions, you're not only giving the kids an outlet for nature, you're giving the the moms an outlet for nature, you're giving the kids an outlet for energy. So you're giving the moms like some tired kids after, but you're also bringing them together as a community that feeds their soul for sure. Absolutely. Like a thousand percent. And it's, it's just been amazing to I mean, I have people in my community now from when I started back eight years ago, you know, and like I've been running groups ever since. And one of the things that was really important when the pandemic started in 2020 was my friends called me and they're like, Claudine, do what you do. Get us. We need a community. We need to get through this together. And I was like, absolutely. And, you know, we did. And uh, it's just amazing to see how that can really just hold us all together. And it's so much more than just getting the kids outside, because I'll tell you, they do sleep better. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but it's also about that connection with moms. And I have some of my best friends and best connections through having these groups and meeting new moms. And it's just phenomenal over the years to be connected to all these amazing women. Just, and it, the joke is kind of like, how'd you, how'd you meet Claudine while in the forest, right? It's like 99% of the people I meet is right. usually outdoors doing something. <laughs> Yes. I, I fostered two boys for over a year and I can't tell you how, well, you know, I don't have to tell you how important it was when we had those moments of, can we all get together? Mm. Of just like, we just need some adult time. The kids need kid time with their friends, yeah. understand what like life is like for them. Cause it was mostly like foster families all coming together but there was something so powerful when we would leave of just that feeling like I'm not alone in this. And, alone. Yeah. And the things I'm experiencing are normal and it's okay to have those feelings of like, oh my gosh, these kids are driving me crazy. Right. And so being able to have that outlet is so powerful. So speaking of that, if people did want to, they're listening to this episode and they want to learn more about what you do, where can people find you? Oh, I would love it. Um, so I'm mostly on Instagram. So come check me out on Instagram at outdoor play connection. Uh, I do have a website outdoorplayconnection.com. And I'm excited about this fall. You know, I have my group program is running right now. It will launch again in January. So if you're interested in getting a group started for the spring, keep an eye out for that. Um, and I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching for anybody who also kind of wants to work directly with me and I can help you set up your group. I can help you set up a mom's group. I work with moms and their kids. Um, I have a wonderful mom client right now where I'm working with her and her son to help them connect more and getting out more. So um, yeah, it's reach out, DM me, like ask me questions. I just really want to be here to support moms knowing that they can get outdoors. That's beautiful. And as always, listeners, you know, I'll put all that information in the show notes so you can click those links down below in the show notes to contact with Claudine. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the uh, podcast, Claudine. It was so wonderful to meet you and talk with you. This was wonderful. Thanks so much for having me and just allowing me to share my story and uh, inspiring hopefully more moms to get outdoors. Thank you so much for tuning into Insightful Adventuring. That interview with Claudine was so wonderful. And we were talking about how we could have talked forever. So it was so nice to get the perspective of somebody who is planning outdoor adventures with moms and children and how that can also support spiritual growth and just your soul growth and your personal growth and all of those pieces and how invitation is so powerful and that community that you bring together is so powerful. So thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please subscribe. If this was an episode, you know, somebody else might be really interested in hearing, please share it with your friends and family. It helps keep this podcast going. As you can see, I don't do advertisements or sponsorships. So sharing it helps get the word out there. Please um, let me know if you have questions or comments or things that you like, leave a rating and review. And if you are interested in learning more about how you can become a solo traveler and somebody who is exploring the world um, with more confidence, reach out. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care.